channel. Alright, well, that's on my lap, so if you see a tail pop up, it's not mine. Today, I get to talk to one of my favorite dancers, Kimberly Larkspur. Kimberly is a fusion dancer based out of Houston, Texas. She runs the Dauntless Dance and Movement Studio, which has a variety of classes on belly dance, burlesque, yoga, ballet, twerk, fitness and conditioning, ITS music classes, and mind and body wellness classes. She also runs the Dauntless Dance Company, which is a professional dance ensemble specializing in belly dance, fusion, and themed events and performances. From fusion dance or belly dance to jazz age and modern vaudeville. She and the Dauntless Dance Company team up with some amazing musicians every year at the Texas Renaissance Festival. They are featured performers at the Puppet, where they do a series of interactive dance shows. Dauntless Dance Company includes Ariel Celeste and Danan Billy Dance. Kimberly is a very talented dancer with a background in a variety of dance styles as well as music. She and her mother run the company Larkspur Designs, creating and innovating belly dance costuming for a variety of occasions, and she is currently running all of Dauntless's classes online. Today I've asked Kimberly to visit specifically about her dance studio, what's going on right now, now and how she has transitioned from regular classes to a total online setup. We also go over ways you can become involved in the dance classes regardless of your financial situation right now and how you can donate to the studio. This helps pay for the instructor's time as well as for students who are on the sliding scale to be able to take regular classes. Right now it's all about keeping community together and allowing people to have a connection and Kimberly's doing that. So without further ado, here's Kimberly. Hi Kimberly! Hi Claire! I love your nesting spot there in your beautiful home in Houston. Thanks, it's my special happy place. Yay! Well, I'm so excited I get a chance to visit with you today and talk all about Dauntless Dance Studio and the happenings there. I'd love for you to tell us all about it. I was hoping we could get a little information on the history of how your studio came to be. So, the Dauntless Dance Studio opened at the end of 2012 as the Dance from the Heart Studio in support of the Dance from the Heart Performance Company. We had had some experiences where we were getting ready for these like huge productions and we'd have all of these performers and then we would show up to our rehearsal space with to a note that like oh we've sublet our space and so this is your last day and we're like well we, how do we find another space in Houston this happened a couple of times and finally the president of the organization and I sat down and we were just like what if we never lost a rehearsal space right before a major production again and then we sat and we dreamed about that and we're like okay let's do it <laughs> So we opened the Dance from the Heart studio at the end of 2012 and then here, I guess about three years ago, we switched from a model where the studio was overseen by the entire board and we had lengthy board meetings and everybody was involved in every decision and made the choice to kind of pare things down a little bit and handed over day-to-day -day operations to me. We rebranded to Dauntless um, and have been kind of just going strong since then. And you not only have your dance studio with loads of classes and teachers, but you also have your dance company, yes? I do. So our original company, the one that supports the nonprofit's mission of multicultural dance education, Dance From The Heart, still exists. 
and it is a semi-professional company. And then the studio has a full professional company. Um, it is currently three dancers, Janan, Ariel Celeste, and myself. And we do all kinds of things. We met and got to know each other through the whole diaspora of dances that clump under the belly dance umbrella. All of us train in a combination of fusion and cute improv and classic, you know, Middle Eastern style dances, as well as some folklore. But the company, while we do some like traditionally belly dance umbrella kind of performances, we do a whole lot more. We do lots and lots of things around, well, we do a lot of 20s, jazz age kind of stuff, lots of Charleston and lots of Black Bottom. Um, we do like post-apocalyptic showgirls. Sometimes we're mermaids, like more themed performances than like traditional expectations of glimmer and sparkles with specific kinds of music. We do lots of different kind of themed stuff. Yes. You also like, I've, I've seen so many different types of performances and like the costuming is so elaborate and unique. And I see there's wigs sometimes, your makeup is like extremely fabulous all the time. So I love how you use the things that create the dances that you guys do. It's always super innovative and entertaining. On top of doing all the stuff at your studio and with your dance company, you also host a lot of events at the studio. I know that you brought Kenny Little in and you brought two people in at once when you brought Amy Sigil and Edwin Olvera Palabalas in at the same time, which everyone thought was freaking incredible. I know that you were gonna have Pixie and Carolina Lux recently, but of course, freaking pandemic things happened and it couldn't happen but on top of that I was finally able to be a part of the Crimson Vagabond Roadshow last year and I noticed that you um, offered up your studio for a lot of the workshops and as well as performance space which was super awesome so you do a lot of things there that aren't just classes for your community I guess I was wondering if there's any specific moments at the dance studio in the last year with all the things that you've hosted and all the events you've had, are there any like special moments that stick out or really exciting times for the studio in general? Well, that's, I was like, there are so many. <laughs> I know it's unfair to have to pinpoint one because there's so much that's gone on, but I'm doing it to you. Okay, okay. So. Definitely, this was a little over a year ago, but definitely having um, Amy and Edwin in was just like a mind-boggling combination, yeah, of formats and movement styles and, and creative impulses. Um, having the space, as you were mentioning, be some, a one that converts between a performance venue and a learning space has meant that we've had some really, really awesome intimate shows. We hosted Ryan Adam Wells uh, when he debuted his 500 list. Uh, Ryan is a favorite artist of mine. He is a like composer, musical theater, storyteller, comedian, guitar playing, Sweet. sassy cowboy. And uh, so I hold him very dear to my heart. That was a fantastic concert. We have hosted lots of shows, Crimson Vagabond Roadshow being one of those. Having opportunities for local performers to just come out and be like, here's what I'm working on. We don't gotta get all crazy with, you know, the big, all the stuff we can just like lay down the art for other artists is such a fantastic way to kind of workshop performances. So those kinds of 
Opportunities are something that I really like to focus on making sure are available to people because we want the huge, you know, crazy stage productions with a light rigging that we don't know the names of all, like what kind, of, is that a specific kind of can? I don't know, but it's also really lovely to be like, okay, other artists who I respect, let's all get in a room, let's all show each other what we've got going on, let's all talk about it afterward, and then we'll get the drummers out, we'll throw some musicians onto the floor, just kind of pell-mell, and we'll all jam out. So those kinds of moments for me are the ones that make the studio go past, like here's our learning space, and go into here's where we're sharing what comes of the learning. That's so great. Ugh. Since the things have gone on this year, since a uh, pandemic transpired, quarantine is our, our way of life. Um, I know that, that what? For the foreseeable future. Yeah, dude. Ugh. Yeah, uh, nobody really knows what to expect. It's so new to everybody and um, I'm, it's a horrible thing to go through in a lot of as aspects, but I'm I'm kind of grateful we're all going through it together, learning Absolutely. together yeah. and figuring it out. Um, I know a lot of studios around here um, have had it pretty rough. They've either had to obviously try to keep things going by doing online performances and classes, doing fundraisers, donation-based stuff, just kind of really bringing their communities that they built so uh, so effectively and however long they've been together or been established to come and really support at a time they need it. And unfortunately, some of those studios had to close their doors. Um, it's been a really tough time, obviously, for a lot of business owners. And I know that on top of the studio and events coordination, you also run Larkspur Designs. I know you have so many of, uh, I was gonna say buns in the oven, I guess that's right, but yeah, I got cookies, I got and cookies. Get it, get it. Yeah. Pastries. So many, uh, so many, so many flames alit. How have you made this transition for your studio? I know that there's so much that goes into recreating your studio space for the safety of your students, the safety of your staff and yourself, and to continue building upon the community that you've Created. Was that transition easy for you guys or was there a lot to adapt to? Yeah, this was huge for us. I am absolutely patently a technophobe. So um, a lot of us were in Las Vegas for Travel Massive when everything just yeah. kind of tanked and we were all realizing that like people around the world are seeing their studios shut down and we're all kind of together all going like, what are we going to do? So we're making the drive back to Texas and we're talking about like how are we going to make things work like what if we you know have the teachers working from the studio and then how can we manage all of this the only upside to everything is that prior to the shutdown I have taught private lessons remotely via zoom nice yes and in a few like special cases for people who are like already in the studio system if someone had a flat tire because we have people that drive in from other cities to take classes yeah, we would yeah. just kind of pop them in, you know, so that people didn't miss out or if they had a sick child or something happened at work and they just couldn't get into town. So we had like slammed kind of roughshod things into place in the past. So we had at least like an inkling of an idea of how this might be able to work. So as we were kind of folding through different possibilities, at first we were like, okay, so it looks like we need to limit the class sizes. So, you know, people who are feeling healthy and safe can come on in and 
everyone else can take remotely. And so that was our first idea. And before we even got to that, it turned out that the virus was a lot more contagious than anyone had at first realized. And we're like, okay, nobody in the space except the instructors. And then if we buffer it so that there's a 15 minute window so that we can have people trade and that gives us time to sanitize the surfaces. And then we can, oh, it was, it was oh, just and was being reimagined. And by the time we got all of the equipment in and got everybody set up, it's worked out really well where our instructors have the option of coming into the space and teaching from there. And we have these obscene sanitization protocols for entry and exit. And um, then we have a lot of instructors who are choosing to teach from their home spaces, which works out well since most of our students are going to be dancing in home spaces as well. So there's definitely been some um, necessary adaptations. People have had to learn some technology and just about everybody has slid right into it really, really well. So we've been very fortunate in that um, we had one instructor that moved out of the country right at the first week of March, just before everything happened. Oh gosh. And um, we've had one more that was just kind of like, whoa, this is a whole lot of system for me to try to pick up while everything's going on. And we're like, totally cool. But we've ended up with a full lineup and we've even ended up, so there's this burlesque artist in Houston who I am unabashedly madly in love with and have been since, I guess right about 2012 actually. <laughs> and um, her name is Abby Cadabra, and I have wanted to have Abby teaching classes at my studio since it opened, and we've tried so many times, but with her performance and rehearsal and travel schedule, that has just been, we've never been able to make it happen. And so I am heartbroken that the city is not getting to enjoy her on stage right now, but that is leavened quite a lot by gratitude for the fact that now we get to study with her. Add some like happy little things like that, um, roll into the schedule and kind of flesh things out. And it's been really amazing because it means I'm getting to support local artists who I'm already in love with. And um, yeah, so that's been kind of magnificent. But yeah, definitely there have been so many technological challenges and trying to get everybody on the same page and trying to get all of the students on the same page. And I think our uh, student group on Facebook for our online offerings is sitting around 300 people right now. Nice, so yes. Everybody um, in the loop and dealing with all of the vagaries of Facebook and how, you know, how it behaves in a certain kind of way, which we aren't right now because we are polite. Um, trying to find ways to keep everybody in the loop and feel like if they have questions or if they have concerns or recommendations, they have a way to offer those and that they can have instant tech support if they try to access the class and the Zoom link is funky that we have someone on hand all of the time just waiting for any little issue to pop up. And so that means there's a lot of behind the scenes work and that primarily has fallen on Ariel Celeste and Justin. So they've been amazing. That's so nice. I know that that's like half the battle to get online for anything. It's just getting on that link that should be so easy to access. And for some reason, damn it. Sometimes they, it's just like Zoom. Zoom says, nah, I'm not really feeling it right now. Like, I know that I gave you this link like a minute ago, but I don't know. I blinked and I don't know what's happening now. <laughs> Well, speaking of Justin and Ariel, they are currently teaching classes, yes? In a run. Okay, well, actually, we can start with Justin because he's our first class of the week. Oh, um, Mondays at, I'm going to roll the schedule through my head on Mondays <laughs> at four o'clock. 
uh, Justin. Oh. Middle Eastern percussion. He's had about a little, well, gosh, almost a decade and a half of experience with pop and folklore. He's a Western classically trained musician who fell headlong just in love with Middle Eastern music and has studied both melody and percussion. And so he teaches that class and it's very beginner friendly. And if you show up with your super, super fancy drum, that's great. And if you show up with a pan and a stick, that's also great. So um, I think right now they're working on learning some like songs all the way through so that they'll have some things to jam on together when they get back together. That's awesome. Uh, right after that, we have Joe Maudlin teaching a beginner friendly ballet class. Joe has been a professional dancer for um, a number of decades that would be unbelievable if you were to see him. Uh, he is, it's a very non-traditional class. We are very sassy, irreverent, <laughs> and our ballet class is sassy and irreverent. Uh, and it's definitely something you can do in your kitchen. So we've got that going on. And then we have level one improv team sync happening uh, at 6.30 on Mondays. And then at 7.30 on Mondays, Janan is laying out the hottest beginner belly dance class. So that's what's up for Mondays, Tuesdays. We have the first of Ariel's three plyo offerings every week. So Ariel teaches. So awesome. Yeah, if you've ever seen Ariel Celeste dance, Ariel is a consummate athlete, and um, very springy and very strong, and lots of fast twitch. And um, Ariel teaches classes that will help you find those things in your meat suit as well. Uh, plyo is this like very. It's very bouncy and it's really fun and it's very giggly and it's not super complicated. Like you don't need to come in being like, you know, a prima ballerina in order to do it. Like anybody can really kind of jump in and it scales to your level, but there's quite a lot of jump when well, you literally jumping. There's so much jumping. It's very, it's very fast twitchy and it's very cardio. And in 30 minutes, you will be holding your own bottom on a platter. I mean, it's just <laughs> handed to you. It's delightful. And that happens on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 12.30 and on Wednesdays at 4.30. This is how you hold the information into your brain. Now I'm running on Tuesdays also a rhythm and meter theory class, music yes. theory class, which is what my degree is in, uh, is in music education, half of it's music education. So that is running about a six or seven week series and we're on week five right now but I'm going to be repeating it at times here and there. So if that is something that people are interested in, uh, we discuss how to hear things, how to count things, how to talk about things, how to identify things, how to communicate with other dancers and musicians about things. If you like structure, it's delicious. If you don't like structure, uh, let me recommend something else. <laughs> Uh, and then following that, we have a level two ITS class at 8.15. So that's Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday, we have Ariel's class. We have, ooh, strength and flexibility with Jade. Mm. Jade started her flexibility practice in her 30s and is just has just exploded. Super, super mindful, uh, yoga teacher certified, and then moved into this really intense a flexibility and strength-based flexibility practice. It's super, super incredible and thoughtful, and it takes into account the body that you walk into this space with, not like an imaginary theoretical body, the things that most bodies can't yet. Works right from there. We have our fusion technique class, which is basically 
the most bizarre, upsetting, and frustrating combination <laughs> of layers that the brain can come up with. And we do that until everybody just, and then we do something else on repeat. You want to describe their dance class like that? <laughs> it's like, I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound fun, but like weirdly it is. I can only imagine how amazing that is. Also, you have joy teaching twerk, right? Is that we correct? Do. So yes, Thursdays, we have the beginner burlesque class with Abby Cadabra. Mm -hmm. She's at 6.15, right before that at 5 p.m. we have twerk with joy. And to twerk with joy is to twerk <laughs> joyfully. Joyful experience of joy. And you know <laughs> how we all feel about booties. Uh, we're very booty oriented. Um, and yeah, that is an incredible class. You don't have to already be amazing at twerk to handle the class. But also, if you've got some chops, you're going to get some things that are going to like help you level up. So that's pretty great too. Uh, and then the last thing that evening and the last thing for our week is our fusion choreography class, which is co-taught by Ariel Celeste and I. We co-write choreographies and then we set them so that they can be performed as solos. We work them in the class as duos and then we offer optional staging if you wanna set this on a larger group when it's safe to be in a space with other people someday, soon. We also offer a full complement of um, resources for outside of class so everything has practice videos section by section. We have breakdowns of complicated lap lock patterns and all of those things are given to the students so they have them forever. Wow. That was the hardest class actually to get switched over. When we jumped off trying to teach group choreography with two people to people in different spaces, the first couple of weeks were like, okay, okay. It was, it was a little like giraffes going backward up the stairs on roller skates, but we've got a whole system and it feels really, really amazing now and I don't tell any of my other classes, but it's kind of my favorite thing to teach right now because <laughs> it's so much fun. I feel it's really nice to be able to like collaborate and create something because classes I feel like can feel sometimes a little overwhelming, like a, I don't want to say a hustle because that's demeaning to what is being presented to the students and what I'm trying to present, but I feel like having the ability to create and then collaborate with someone else and put it all together on other students. I just feel like that must be really gratifying. Absolutely. I think like with the technique classes and with the fitness classes, the part parts of those classes that we're used to having that help keep that feeling of connection and communication, we're used to be able, we can, we're accustomed to walking through the room and helping people find comfortable alignment. We're help, used to helping people find comfortable modifications and adjusting things to their bodies. And on a screen with, you know, 12 or 15 tiny little windows, some of those things definitely feel lost. So yeah, teaching classes does feel a little less three-dimensional or four-dimensional, I guess, than what we're used to. So I definitely feel that. And certainly having the ability to collaborate. When everything went down and we started doing our first couple of live stream shows, I was just thinking, I was like, I cannot imagine any kind of, like, I don't know how friends who are like collaboratively focused are surviving right now. Because having Ariel to work with and to like bounce ideas off of each other, we've created, I think we've made so far four or five new choreographies Damn. since the beginning of quarantine. And it's just like, we just lock ourselves in a room. We're like, just make a dance. <laughs> and that's, been for me like one of the absolute highlights of this whole situation. I've never been so glad for a roommate in my whole life. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, what would we do? <laughs> Can't imagine. Dude, yeah, I feel the same way. I feel really, really lucky. Usually it's just me and the cat, but I'm very grateful for when Kevin's around and we can hang out and do nothing but in the same room. Yes, yeah. Every yeah. little tiny point of connection is 10 times more valuable right now than it ever could have been before. Definitely. Does Dogmas Dance Company happen to have any online events coming up soon? We are in discussions now with an online renaissance fair. And so we're gonna, we'll have hopefully more information about that. Um, and we are also in discussion with the Cabin Fever livestream crew about doing some kind of more regular appearances. We had to take a break while I was providing end of life care for my senior pup. With all of the bars and venues closing back down again, uh, focus for everyone is shifting back toward that online model for shows and performances. So we intend to have some things coming out pretty quick. Hopefully we'll have word coming up very soon. I'd like to talk a little bit about accessing classes at Dauntless right now. We have a group on Facebook called Dauntless Online Adventures. And if you would like to see how to access our classes, how to get tech support if you're struggling with the computer setup, like many of us still are, um, payment information, all of that is available right there. It's also where we post our class links for each individual class. And if you have questions you wanna ask the instructors, all of that's right there. We also have some programming in place because we recognize that we have two responsibilities in the midst of everything that's going on. And one of those is we want to keep people connected and moving. And the easy part of that is we provide classes, but we also recognize that with the current situation, a lot of folks do not have the income they're used to having. And if that is you, we want to move with you. That doesn't mean that you're not part of our community. It doesn't mean you're not part of our family anymore. You are doubly precious to us. So, if you would like to take classes with us, but you've got some impact happening in your life from the virus, from social unrest, from any other difficulty, please get in contact with us. We have programming in place where people's tuition is being supported from outside sources. So no questions asked. Just come let us know that you would like a little bit of, a, of assistance and we are super thrilled to set you up. Uh, on the other side, uh, everyone that works for us either their entire or primary source of income is working as a performing artist or a fitness professional. And we're all being pretty heavily impacted right now. So the second part of our goal is keeping our staff working and compensated. In order to do that, we are providing classes at no cost to people who need them, but we're still making sure that our instructors are compensated for those folks. If you would like to support that, we are accepting donations and you can either cover part of a class for someone or an entire class or a class pack. All of these things are options. We are a nonprofit studio, so everything that we're doing is in service to the community. And if you would like to offer financial support or any other kind of support, send us a message. Donations are tax deductible. That's so nice that you provide that for people and I will definitely link all of that stuff. Thanks again so much Kimberly for visiting with us today and telling us all about Dotless. It's so great to see your face and I hope to see it again soon. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really lovely to visit with you and I look forward to having time to get to 
chat about things over tea very soon. Bye. Bye. I'm going to be linking all of Dauntless's class information down below, including how you can be a part of the sliding scale payment system and how you can donate to the studio. If you enjoyed this video, please go ahead and give it a thumbs up. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing so you can see more videos like this. Thanks for visiting today, guys. You just yeah. put a bowl of water next to the microphone and the dog is drinking out of it right now. <laughs>